Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me special guest, Michael Faber of Unleash You Now, a mutual friends of mine with George Brighton, who I talk about on the show all the time, and Brian Bogart. But Michael, for people that don't know you that well, give us a little bit of your background, what you do, and how you help people. Awesome, brother. One, thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate what you do. Uh, I've been stalking you for the last couple of weeks. Uh, seeing what you're about. I love your heart uh, and how you show up and serve, brothers. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you. Uh, for Thank people you. that don't know about me and what I do, uh, we empower those that empower. Right? Um, I have a goal to end suicide man, and end self-interest behavior. That's my goal, my dream. Can't do it alone. Uh, so I got to get with people that impact people. Right? If we can impact a billion people, we can change the world, raise the energy and the vibration and make it where self-interest behavior and suicide isn't an option anymore. So that's the goal. That's the game plan. That's what we do. Uh, we do it through. Um, I love our mastermind, our community second to none. I put it up against anybody, the blue and green. You see it out there. If you follow me at all, you see green and blue hearts like we're Care Bears. I said I, I, I went from like jail to Care Bears. It was really weird. Uh, no one would <laughs> believe it. I knew me when I was younger and I thought I was all tough when I wasn't. But um, uh, we do it through masterminds, events. We have a lot of events. We have like 16 plus events a year, even during COVID. I think we only stopped for like eight months till we could figure out how to make sure everybody felt safe and was safe and keep it moving forward. I think the room changes lives. So we try to get that room as much as possible. Uh, we do some coaching as well, some groups and trainings, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, man, we empower those in empower uh, typically by increasing income impact and influence. And that's through messaging. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So let's start with this because you said your heart was in the first thing you said. You want to end suicide. You want to give people purpose and hope is what I'm hearing you say. So is that through just building your community and like the connections there? Or is there like a, is that like step one and then getting them to move farther along or how does that work? So it's funny. Typically people enter the community through uh, trying to work with me. Um, I work with entrepreneurs often. Uh, I call them empowering entrepreneurs because I don't want any entrepreneur. All money ain't good money. Right. right. Um, so uh, I want empowering entrepreneurs and really we work on the principles and foundation of business, because then if you have that strong, you can build anything you want on it. And a lot of times with all the bells and whistles now, all the glitter and glam, we're missing the things that really make business work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was lucky where or blessed, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've had businesses in multiple different realms from brick and mortar to not and, and uh, been decently successful at them. All right. I'm not a big toot my own horn guy. Uh, so when I was trying to figure out how I can impact more and more people, when I tried to do it one-on-one, I had to live until like a million and a half years old, right. Yeah. Or like a million, 500,000 years old. <laughs> right. And then, uh, when I started doing groups and speaking in the rooms, it was like 1,500 years old. I haven't seen that happen yet either. So I don't think I'll be the first, especially I really live my life. Like I'm a tent, not a temple. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, so it was, how can we do that? And one of my buddies was like, Mike, uh, you're, you're pretty good with business. Uh, how about you serve people that serve people and then you can do your classic criminal style and steal their number and say it's your part of yours too, right? Because we're better together and it's up yep. to us. So uh, you'll hear me say those two lines often. Um, and so that's how we kind of got to this, to this model. But typically people will come through for me because they want uh, the win of figuring out. I, I think someone called me the millionaire maker. I do not co-sign that. Like I don't call myself that. I asked no one to call me that actually. Um, to be honest, because uh, like that, I don't make anyone anything. Uh, we can show ways people do the work, yep. right? So if you made yourself anything, you made yourself that. Because if I say I'm the millionaire maker, then I have to say I'm the broke maker too for anybody that went broke, right? right? right so right. Like, hold up, like you can't take credit and not responsibility, right? So um, uh, they come through to try to work, and then after they meet the community, they're like, uh, Mike, no offense, like you're cool, but get out of my way, like I, I, these all these cool people. Uh, that are part of the community. So um, I would say typically they come through either our one-on-one offer or our mastermind offer or through an event. And then they're like, oh, wow, okay, Mike, get out of the way, which is cool. I'll take that. The the community is better than me, so I'll take it. Well, but that makes sense. You have to have a hook or something to draw them in and people need to build their business, but then they realize when they get into the group, it sounds like that. Yeah, business is great, but I need to deal on with me and build myself up and build community and you know, self-care and breath work and whatever it is that mm-hmm. looks like for your group. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. like the last event I went to, we did breath work and I hadn't done breath work before ever. And that was like totally gravy, mm-hmm. just blew my mind. Um, 
No, I like that because I'm really big on the heart centered people, people that have a mission and a vision relationship to me is more important than, you know, money. I can make money. I'm a sales guy. That's an easy thing to do. But no, I like that. So you have the event coming up and all. Is that um, what, what type of event is this? Do you, you say you do multiple events. Are they all the same? Or are they a little bit different? No, uh, they're, they're, they're all there's they're all different. There's a top one. They're mostly different, right? So we have two men events a year, two women events a year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, each one's different, but when you come, the idea of the coming together is the same, right? Um, we have three uh, launch and three retreats. They're retreat style. So they're smaller rooms, 20 to 50 people max. Um, and they're all about launching something new or relaunching something that you have and going through the format, how to do that successfully, right? So you... you in, increase your impact with it and then also uh the cash flow that comes from it uh do we always call it movie movie theater style where people are waiting in line for your thing rather than having your thing come out and then hopefully a line cut forms uh we have the six-figure weekend uh where we show people how we take an event on a weekend and create a six-figure stream from it Mm -hmm. uh we have four mastermind trips a year that are part of our mastermind you get a certain amount of trips uh they're typically international that's why you'll see us putting on events in Mexico, Bahamas, on cruises, right? Things of that nature. We've done that all in the last year. Um, and then we have what events coming up is like our, it's the main, it's like the flag. It's the main one, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, I like to call it the re-up, but, uh, and it happens once a year. There's only one time this happens and uh, it, it, largest crowd, we're talking about over a hundred, um, in one room, I, I try to get, and you know some of them, some of the most impactful people that could touch the stage in there. Uh, one thing that about our event that's a little different than a lot of events that you go to this style, because this is more conference style, mm-hmm. not retreat style, all right, um, is that our speakers stay. In our contract, you, you don't leave, mm-hmm. all right, uh, because we'll have networking events scattered and some surprise events coming up where you're going to have direct access to talk to the speaker about exactly what you want in a conversation style, not a Q&A, not sitting in, raising your hand, nothing like that, and sitting at a table with the person and, and being able to fully dive into your thing with that person that you think might be able to speak life into. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our speakers are there the entire time. Uh, it's part of our contract. Some speakers won't do it because of that. And that's fine. They're not our speakers. Yeah. Um, but this is 20 plus voices that you're going to hear in a two-day, just over 24-hour span. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a lot, right? But um, there will give a lot of pieces to the puzzle as long as we put it together right. No, and I, I love that because you think about it, you go to events and a lot of times you see the speakers are over here, the people are over here, there's none of the connection. They're trying to sell you the next whatever greatest, latest thing instead of actually impacting your business and your heart. And what I like mm-hmm. about you, and again, I talked to some of your friends, is that you guys are heart-centered. You want people to get better, build their business, build their life, build their families. Life by design is what I would call it. Um, so and, and I just want to dig into this a little bit more because I think it's cool. So you separate out also a men's retreat and a woman's retreat. Is that more mm-hmm. of a self-help, personal, build yourself up type of thing for that? Or is that more on the business side? How does that work? You know, it's funny. Each one's different, man. They take a life of their own, right? Mm-hmm. The first one, I thought it was going to be like a, it was hilarious. The first time we did one, I was just like, oh my God, it's going to be great. We're going to like watch movies, play games and stuff, just hang out. All right. And then I literally started crying Friday night and didn't stop crying until Sunday was over. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yep. Right. And um, at this point, my, at that point, when that happened, I was just like, like, I don't think I ever cried that much in my life. My family was very military. Mm-hmm. Uh, men were not hurt. We were angry. Yep. Right. Like we were mad. That was manly. Um, so this was not my world. And I was just like, what is happening? Right. Like, am I having like a nervous breakdown? Am I having an early, early, early midlife crisis? Right. Or is it my midlife crisis? And I don't know. I'm not living that long. Right. Like I was all kinds of concern. Yep. And, uh, and then there's been some where it's been very business. Like the people wanted to talk business. They wanted to know business. Um, they were looking for the next thing in their business. So I would say really, uh, they take a life of their own. What we just try to do is create the space for that to happen. And uh, and some of the real depth growth, and how does that translate into what can be business wise? Because you said something earlier where I'm like, all right, 
you're my dude, right? It's that you said uh, the growth of anything starts here, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, I always tell people, people fear not making money in business, yeah. right? And you said something earlier, again, that was me. It's like, I'm going to sell. Like, I, I don't think, like, I'm not going to say it's easy, but the process to sell something is simple if you're just willing to learn it and look at yes. it. Yes, yes. Right? 100%. And just really yep. digest it. Selling something is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple, the concept of how you know and what works. Um, where what blocks us is us, right? The individual. And uh, I've had businesses, uh, I had a business, a gift baskets are us, never should have done it. Um, but it, it didn't work because I wouldn't work to make it work. It was a business I didn't want to work in. I was like, I'll back it, but I'm not working in it. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I should not have done that. I should have been more involved to make it work. Now that didn't make enough money to breed to stay open. Now my biggest mistake was making too money too, too much money too fast. Mm-hmm. We got too many clients, too many customers at a speed that we couldn't handle. Yeah. Yep. Right. So it destroyed a business that was making it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so everybody always worries about that first one, but that second one could be just as much, if not more deadly. Right. Because when you start making money, you think you're making it. Right. Yep. I didn't see the end. <laughs> and the end was there. I just didn't know it. I was just like, ah, and and I love that. I love that because here's the thing. If you don't take care of your customers, you're not going to have a business. And like you can go out and do mm-hmm. transactional sales, transactional sales. But if you're trying to build a business and impact people, you have to have a customer center focus, which, yeah, I see the same other right. side of it because we're the same way with this. Like I can go out and sell something. I can teach a sales process. Success is boring. I, I'm with you. They're 100%. The process is the process. You're the secret sauce. And that's just the difference that, I'm liking about just getting to know you and your group more is you want to take care of your customers because if you take care of your customers and tell me if I'm wrong, then you can take that money where you thought you were making it. And now it's going to expansion it like grow even more because now you have the capacity to help them because you had to expand your mm. capacity as well. That's what I'm hearing you say. I love that. Uh, in 2019, we hosted an event and uh, it was the year before COVID. All right. And uh, I think there's going to be like some kind of like BC before COVID mm-hmm. and AC after COVID, I think after this experience, <laughs> but uh, we hosted an event and it was, I was, my pride and ego got in the way of that event because I automatically assumed I was going to be able to do something. And then at the end I wasn't. So we took a loss, right? I took mm-hmm. like a, like a 50 K, 60 K loss. Yeah. All right. And uh, it's okay. If that happens, right? Like we don't want it to, but everything's not going to be a hit. Right. Uh, the Beatles didn't have all number one hits. You're not either. Right. right. Like, let's, let's, let's now I would love not to take a hit to that degree, but it was, it's a hit nonetheless. Yeah. Right. And um, I, the day after I gave everyone off, it was Monday. I gave everyone off. I was like, take a day. Right. We've been working our butts off for this. It was stressful. We're done. We felt the impact of it and the love. And even after, even though it was a loss, it was a gain. Right. Because the relationships built from that thing are still to this day are some of our biggest uh, supporters and people that are with us still to this very moment. Mm-hmm. And um, I took our marketing and advertising budget and I took everything out of it and I put it into our personal growth budget. And I, everyone that everyone that was part of us, our team, it was like, listen, find what conference you want, find what retreat you want, find what mastermind you want. Like, I don't care, but we're going to grow us. And, and then, then we'll go out and I'll handle the marketing. That was a lot of my better human behavior and neuroscience, my thing. I love it. So um, I'm like, I'll handle a lot of that. We'll be fine. And uh, since then, every year since then, we've had the best year of our business. Why? Yep. Because our people grew. So mm-hmm. then we could do better and we could do more yeah. of what we did better. Right? So nope, that's um, great. I 100% agree. Yeah. Well, and it, I think it's people get into like the people I deal with because I deal in the sales world. And a lot of salespeople have a bad rap because they're always trying to get the sale instead of trying to help the customer. And I think mm-hmm. that getting yourself fixed and getting the capacity to help people, it makes it so much easier. Like I work less in my day job because I'm transitioning right now. I work less in my day job yes. and outsell the people that are trying and hustling and grinding because they, their focus is wrong. I, and I want to just dig in your brain on this more. I think holding space for people and getting Leveling up, you said you let them pick what masterminds, groups, or whatever they did. What have you done to level up or grow yourself as a leader, business person? Oh, brother. Um, so uh, 
I don't, I don't like, uh, I very carefully use labels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a person in my past, I had a drug problem, right? I don't, I don't really get into addicts, addiction, right? I, I think we're all addicts, right? It's what are we addicted to? Um, when, I was, when I was deciding to change my life, what took the place of drugs at the time to get that feeling or to numb not having it was personal growth and development, mm-hmm. right? Um, a couple of buddies dragged me to a conference, a one-day conference, where now it's like this was decades ago, right? But it was now – it was over a decade ago. And uh, now these guys are like extremely heavy hitters. Some of them were still then, but some they're much even bigger now, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you name the guys, like the John Maxwells, the Tony Robbins, the ETs, right? Like the Gary Vs. They're all there, Right. And it's like, now you'd be like, oh my God, right? Like this, I don't even know if that happens anymore that they all get into the same room, all right? Um, and I go there and I act like a real tough guy, right? Like I'm like, look, <laughs> all, right? Yeah. all right? Everybody's like standing, jumping, dancing. I'm like, all right? And uh, the whole event goes on. We get back in the car. I like make fun of it. I'm like, this is stupid, right? They're all talking about all the amazing experiences they had, right? And they drop me off my house and I go into my house and I go into my bedroom and I just start crying, mm-hmm. all right? And that day... I was like, now I talk about it. I've been crying a lot. No, but uh, now uh, since that day, I've been addicted to personal growth development. So like, what do I do? I'm always in two masterminds, not mm-hmm. ours, right? So I, I love masterminds, the style of them, the, the community, how it's not about an individual per se. It's about the group. The strength of the group makes the strength of the mastermind, 100%, mm-hmm. right? So I love masterminds. I'm always in it. I go to live events, even ones I'm not speaking at, right? Um, I try to attend at least one conference a year. That's not ours. And I try to attend at least one retreat a year that's not ours, right? And that I'm not speaking at because I, I tried that for a little while to be like, well, I'm speaking at it, so I'll attend it. And uh, even though I, I do stay for the whole time of every event I go to, um, until I present, a piece of me has to be on making sure I do that to the point that people will be impacted by, Yeah. right? So that means a piece of me is not in the room, right? Right. Yep. Because Makes I'm sense. there. So I, I, for a while, I tried to count that. And then I was just like, I'm not getting what I need to be able to pour, to have better substance in my cup to pour out. So uh, I am, I'm a diehard uh, personal growth. Uh, I, I, people, I would say I'm still a junkie. Now it's just personal growth. No, that's good. I think I agree with you. People are addicted to stuff. Like I threw myself into sales. I have to have something going on. Like I do my sales job. <laughs> I do sales coaching. I do podcasting because if not, I'm going to self-destruct and do stuff I shouldn't do. It's just how my nature is. I get that. Um, But what I loved there was you were self-aware enough to understand, okay, I was going to the event and I'm going, but I'm speaking and you realize this doesn't count. I'm not getting filled back up. So you've actually, you know, shifted to go to places to where you don't have to be the person in the room. You get to actually receive, which I think is cool and key for a lot of entrepreneurs because again, a lot of us are alphas. A lot of us think we know everything and we want to do our own thing and, also, no, I commend you on that. Um, what what books, because you, you said you do a lot of uh, like self-help and stuff too. What books would you recommend for my listeners? All right. So if you're in business, that's funny. I have like the, I have the uh, so John Maxwell has the leadership Bible, mm-hmm. right? And it's like different stories of leadership, right? Yep. So I did something eerie similar, but not, right? So I did the business Bible, but it's not about different verses, it's about different books. That I think if you're in business, you should see, mm-hmm. right? Um, and one, the first book I recommend to anyone in business is always The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chef, uh, uh, Chet Holmes. Yep. Right. Um, uh, there's pieces of that book that can be books by themselves. Right. I, the Dream 100 strategy literally is a strategy that made us a six plus figure business by itself. Mm-hmm. And it was no expenditure to do it. All right. Uh, the, Dan Kennedy, who uh, some say I'm a Dan Kennedy disciple. Some say I hate Dan Kennedy. I don't understand. Um, uh, Dan, I, I learned a lot from Dan Kennedy. Went to a lot of his events earlier on back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, there's some things that I think he was, he's literally like before his time and will be for all time. Some of the things he says, there's some things I completely disagree with. Yep. Right. Like yep. when he said the internet's a fat, right. I'm like, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> right. Like, he missed that one. Is, I guess. That's I don't know. Fine. Right. 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 <laughs> Um, but he always said the person I could spend the most on a client or a customer would win. Mm-hmm. Right. And all that meant was that all new businesses were dead. Right. Because the, the other ones had more unless yeah. we have someone funding us coming in, which most of us don't. Nope. Right. So I was just like, yo, we have to prove this wrong. And 
the Dream 100 gives you an opportunity to say the one that can spend the least to acquire a customer can win because you hit it on the head earlier. If I spend the least amount to acquire you, that means I make the most from the thing I sold you. And that means I can pour that back into you. Yeah. Right. I could take a piece of that and put it back into your existence of being here and what you receive while here. Right. So uh, by doing that, uh, where it's the, the Dream 100 alone that you can build that kind of revenue or cash flow and be able to pour back into your people, back into your people, back into your people, um, can build a business by itself to six plus figures to seven. Um, strictly just following that guideline that he has in that book. All right. So I, I always say the ultimate sales machine is one of my top favorites. It's it's a little, it's a little, it's a little fit, it's a little bit of a read. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's some things where you're gonna have to read it a couple of times. Yep. Right. But um, it's it's definitely worth it. It's one it's one of the top books. It is literally the top business book I tell anybody. Um, I don't ever suggest any book I wrote because uh, I think everybody came out to write the best book, and I think I wrote the worst book, and then the second worst book ever written. Um, and uh, but they are interactive, so that's good. Now um, the I'm trying to change the book landscape, but that's a different to- mm-hmm. topic. Um, so that that's definitely uh, one of them. Another one is uh, Leaders Eat Last. Uh, Simon Sinek is freaking brilliant, um, like out of this world brilliant. Uh, his take on leadership and then the things he used to back it up, the stories yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and events he used to back it up is just, wow. All right. Um, so he pretty much almost anything he does takes my breath away. And I'm always like, damn, this dude's so smart. All right. Uh, someone laughed at me because they were like, if you got to take one person out to eat, who would it be? And I was like, Simon Sinek. I said it real fast. And they were like, mm-hmm really i was like well, he really? he's good like i followed his stuff years ago when i was just doing sales i'm like holy crap this guy gets it and he just like mm. well, the way he storytells yeah no i'm with you oh beautiful right and then if i had to throw one more in there i would say for business owners launch um even though i don't necessarily follow jeff walker's system exactly i think pieces of that system are extremely important to have while launching a product um, and I love the way he says, it. and he says one that he says, I think the line I quote the most because everybody says for every problem, there's a solution. And I love Jeff Walker when he said for every solution, there's a problem. And I was like, <laughs> that's so true. Right. Like, why do you buy this course? Why do you buy this training? Why do you buy this coaching is because I can give you a solution right now. And you think that's a puzzle, but it's only a piece yep. and you're going to run into another problem. And if you're in this, you'll get the answer quickly without having to go through the pain of not having it. Well, and it's funny you said that because when I teach sales, a lot of times I teach people that sales is problem solving because the guys that I deal mm. with are more trying to make it about getting a sales to helping the customer. But I totally mm. get what you said because sometimes you have to get them to the spot where they do it and then you hold space for them. Then they realize, okay, cool. That's just a little step in the process of learning. So no, I commend you on that. Those right, are good right. books. So. Uh, uh, a sale is a symptom, not a cause. Right. And the more we understand it's a symptom, that means it's going to come from something. And if we understand what it comes from, then we're like, all right, cool. So we do this, 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 more likely we'll get a sale. We, we just focus on the sale. Most likely we'll be broke. Yeah. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've found just holding space for people and listening to them and having them tell you, they will tell you what their problem is. And then if you have a solution, you help them. If you don't, you refer them and it's still a win-win. Yeah. That, that, that I've made Love hundreds that. of thousands of dollars that way. And it's so crazy because like, I don't use the gimmicks. My manager will get mad at me sometimes because like, I don't do the, hey, Mike, will you buy today? I can get you this discount. I'm like, no, here's the price. Yeah. Here's what it is. Here's the value. Do you want to do it? I don't do any of the gimmicks and yeah. I outsell the gimmick people. I don't like gimmick sales. Sorry. Mm. You got me on a little yeah. tangent. This is not my thing. Um, I so I, I do have an interesting question. I do like to throw this out and you can use Simon if you want, but, and I asked you on some of my podcasts and all of them, but you could go back in time as far as you want to go, or you could go forward in time as far as you want to go. You get to be there for one year. You can meet and live with one person, get all the knowledge in that year, and then come back to today. Where would you go? What would you learn? And what would you bring back? Man, that is tough. Only one person? Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone hmm. around them, you get to see too. So like, say you pick Julius Caesar, just to throw that. You're going to meet the other people around him you'll interact with. But yeah, right. you get one person to pick. Mm. Dang, that's a good, good question. All right, so I'm, I don't know if I'm different or not, but I'm, I'm going away from a lot of names and people we know. Um, 
famous people. I, I don't necessarily need that. Um, there's, oh man. All right. I'm down to two. I'm going to go uh, my grandfather on my dad's side. Okay. Um, literally like while I was being born, he passed. Right. So uh, we didn't get to experience, but uh, he started as a, a, a plater in a factory and ended up owning the factory. Oh, wow. And I always wanted to know like how you went from that mindset and that position and then did all the things necessary in this condensed part of time to be able then to become where they own, he owned the thing. Right. And he became the guy. Uh, so, so I think that would be a very fast, like that would be something interesting to see and how he did it on the daily way while also raising and being part of a family and a community. Um, so I would, I would probably pick uh, my grandfather on the side. The other person I was uh, debating was my grandmother on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like one of the toughest people on earth. Uh, she got hit by a car uh, and like kept in, in New York city and then just kept walking around New York city with a limp. Wow. Uh, took care of her kids, her grandkids. Um, right. Like uh, the, the thing and my, my family history, there's a lot of uh, like uh, organized crime ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have family in the mom museum in Vegas. Oh, nice. Um, for a family trip, I took my mom there and she was like, oh my God, there's my uncle and uh, the guy that killed Crazy Joe Gallo. And it's like, I'm like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> but um, the uh, but she went through all that, navigated all that, kept the family together uh, and went from came off a boat to owning uh, buildings in New York City. So that I'm very fascinated about the transition from literally nothing Mm-hmm. to something big right like that that kind of progress in, entices me to, to learn more that's why i study abraham lincoln so much is that he went through such a an interesting spiral of life to do something so big right because you know they say uh that that the quote five people around you will determine your life mm-hmm. yeah and i always say every great person came from five people around them that weren't nearly what they were doing and 100%. then they did it. Yep. Right. It's, it's, there's something about, and this could be me, this could be the underdog mentality, this could be my mindset. There's a bunch of things this could be. But there is something about someone that has to get burnt to ashes and come out of that thing and conquer. Uh, that to me holds so much credibility and water and strength that I, I want to know more. I mm-hmm. want to learn more. I want to be in that presence yeah. of that. No, I love that. Look, I love the underdog story. I love that whole going from nothing and fighting their way through. And um, like Alex Sharpton uses the term entrepreneurs go into the future and create something that's not there and brings it back here. And a lot of times I think people are set where they're, they have a dream, they have an idea, but the people that are around don't see it. And sometimes they have to get out of that group. So I understand getting away Mm. from certain things. But sometimes you just have to do it where you're at. And even if you aren't around maybe the most perfect group, like you said, your grandfather found a way to go from being working in the factory to owning the factory. You know, those type of stories are, yeah, that would be Mm. so interesting and fascinating. Yeah, I'm totally drawn into that because I love the underdog. I love that whole, you should, you should only be X and then you just blow it out of the water. Like that, that's part of something I love seeing people do. Right. Uh, I'm with you, brother. And that's, it's just, it, I'm, it's, and part of it is because like, I didn't hang around a lot of people doing this, right? Like um, a lot of people I hung around, we, we did crime and drugs, right? We weren't talking about building businesses. We definitely weren't talking about impacting people in a positive way and changing the world and making like less self-interest behavior. We were doing self-interest behavior. Right. Um, And and then to be here and just see such amazing people and hear such amazing stories, like that's inspiring, mm-hmm. right? And like, isn't, um, and I guess it's debatable, but I, uh, and I heard this said, this isn't my thing, greatest human act is to inspire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool and it holds water in my world. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what you do though with your events. That's what you do when you hold space for people. You give them a place to be 
to be inspired, whether it's you or someone in the group that comes or a guest speaker you have or someone that they just meet that's maybe like them and now they have a connection. That's, I think, what we really need as humans in general. Take business out. We need that connection as humans in general. Entrepreneurs and business owners for sure 100% need it because we're so different than anyone else. I know when I was in the event at your buddy George's event a couple weeks ago, I felt more alive because I was around people like me instead of being around people that they get their job done. They go home and do nothing like I can't. That makes no sense to me. Like, I mean, every once in a great while, I'll go home and I'll watch baseball or do something fun. But normally I'm like, OK, what am I going to do now? Um, but the other thing you mentioned, which I really loved is and I think this is a true currency impact and seeing people's eyes light up when they finally get it and start to step into their dream. Yes, we want to get paid. Yes, we want to build our business. Yes, we want to make money. That's all good. But the thing I think that drives people like me and you is that seeing people get inspired to do the thing that they need to do. Mm-hmm. All right, 100%. And I mean, if we're, uh, I always say this, if, we're, if a lot of people are being honest, until you make it, right? Like until you pave the way, which takes time, Yep. right? We could probably make more money for someone or doing something or one of the other businesses I had, I could make more money per se or cash flow than hell. Uh, what is this? 12 years in this, what, uh, almost 70% of the time that was spent in this. Mm-hmm. I could have been, but this, I love, like this is purpose. Right. And I think it's like something you said uh, just a second ago when you were talking about like coming home and doing this, mm-hmm. it's because this isn't work. This is purpose. Yep. Yep. Right. Like this is where we find fulfillment. Right. Like this is where we see joy. Right. Like being in that room with those people is joyful. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the room changes lives like the, the room transforms lives, period. And I don't care if it's me speaking, Joe Simone DiMarchio, like whoever it is. Right. Um, given the space and opportunity. And if you come in with an open heart, and open mind, your life will be different when you leave. Period. And not just our events. I'm saying that's events, period. As long as it's not a pitch fest. Yeah, yeah. Get out. Well, you you, right. you, you but, need to find the right group for you. But like mm-hmm. if you're in the right group and they're holding the right space for you, it makes sense. And then when you're starting mm-hmm. out, I just recommend keep your day job, help it fund your dream. Maybe it's not as exciting, but it makes more sense because if you don't have the pressure of money in the beginning, you can impact and help more people. The money will come and then you're mm-hmm. not. Oh, do I have to sell Michael today because I can't pay my bills or you know what? My bills are paid. I can help Michael. We can build this together. So I, 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 I love that. And I, again, you hold events for people. You don't hold events to sell. Like you wouldn't be on my show if you held events to sell. Like I just, that doesn't work. It's, it's funny at our, at our events, you literally can't buy there. You can apply to talk about the mastermind, Mm -hmm. but you can't buy at the event. All right. And why is because two reasons. One, our energy is really high in the event. Right. And, I don't want any buyer's remorse. Yep. And then that comes to our stuff. That's why we have the guarantee we have. Like there's, there's reasons for everything. Right. And, uh, and the other thing too, is like, I, we also want to work with the people, especially I do that, that go home and have the same fire. I want it that bad. And like, this, this means that much to me. Right. And it's like, uh, what I really respect and, and, and admire about you already that I found is that, how you worked uh, just with me about getting on the show um, shows the passion and commitment you have to serving your people at the highest level. Thank you. And, and that's dope. Thank right. you. That, no, I appreciate it. No amount of school, no amount of money can replace that. Yeah. I just want people to be treated well. So like when I look at something, like I use the grandma analogy. How would I want my grandma treated if I was selling her? How would I want my grandma treated if I was servicing her? And if I put that in my head, my grandma was, don't take it wrong. She was four foot nine, Irish. She could take care of herself. But, you know, you don't want your grandma, you know, messed with. So I just always right. try to treat people in that regard. Well, I mean, my grandma, <laughs> at least on my mom's side. My grandma, you know, me. <laughs> no, that's great. But no, I get what you mean, 100% accurate. Yeah. And no, and I do appreciate that because I, I, I try to just help people because I think in the long run, that's what will come back to you. That's what will help you. What other words of wisdom, ideas, thoughts 
that we haven't talked about. I know we talked about events. We talked about self-care. We talked about self-help. We talked about empowering people. We talked about, we talked about a lot of stuff so far, but what, what, what else do you want to like dive into? Oh man, I'll dive it in there. I, I love this stuff. So uh, anywhere you want to go, I'll go. Um, I'm open to it all, man. You want to talk about introspective outside business journey of a customer, what a customer means. I don't Heck, well, well, let's uh, go that here, it's then. worth it. Don't look for fair. Let's find worth it. Yeah. So let's make this worth it. No, no, I, I'm with you. Let, let's start here because I know a lot of people that listen to my show right now are either in their sales careers or just starting their business. That's kind of my right. ideal people right now. So in the beginning, awesome. you know, it's tough. It's not easy to get things going sometimes. Maybe you're not getting as much traction. How did you, when you were first starting out, keep the momentum going and keep pushing through even when it wasn't doing what you want? Huh. That's a good question. So <clears throat> one, um, so I'm going to speak in a, in a twofold way. The first time I was in entrepreneurship, I, I, was, I, I, was, I was, we opened a business called AM Accessories and More, and I went door to door. Mm-hmm. Right? With, uh, if you ever want to gain thick skin, Yep. door to door sales. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. I've done People it. say some awful things to you. <laughs> they right. do. Um, yeah. So we'll I learned quickly. It's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was rough. Right. So um, at that point, it was hustle and grind, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because I didn't know any better. Uh, I would say when I first got in the business, I didn't know. I just, I just knew how to go. And even uh, my first quote ever in this space was, oh, every day. And it's outworked everyone every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I was like, Jesus. Right? And uh, the best, I thought that was good. I'm like, oh my God, right? What growth. Now, um, the, uh, so for me at first, and then even the next thing we opened was a restaurant and bar, mm-hmm. right? And again, I was grinding, man. I was there at 10 in the morning to like 1.30 in the morning every day. I just had a daughter, right? Uh, daughter literally saved my life. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, go, get it, get it, get it, right? And then little things I was doing while having the restaurant, I started figuring out like how to make it appealing to customers, mm-hmm. how to, how, how to actually message that you solve a problem, right? Like how to, because entrepreneurs typically solve problems. The problem is we don't know how to message it that we do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it was, it was, I started getting those things, but the restaurant burnt down on year four. Oh, wow. And um, I didn't uh, have, pro- I didn't ha- I didn't know how to understand insurance. I was young. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I had insurance that covered like uh, 50,000 and we lost like 400,000. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, well, this sucks. Right. Um, and uh, I, that wasn't the part that scarred me. The part that scarred me was everybody that believed in me, that trusted me, that was working there, that provided for their family by being there. I didn't have an answer for it. Right. I didn't have an answer. So I didn't, I didn't know. Right. And I'll never forget, I, uh, everybody leaves. Jesus, it's a third crying story. So everybody leaves the, uh, maybe I do cry more than I thought. Um, the, uh, everybody leaves the restaurant. I'm there by myself. It's, it's burnt down. And I'm sitting on a chair that's somewhat burnt, somewhat not. And I just start crying because I'm like, I can't help anybody right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Forget about my losses. I can't help any of my people right now. And uh, what kind of person are you when you, feel like, when you feel like you can't help your people? Like that, That's a horrible feeling. Right? And uh, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with entrepreneurship. Like, this sucks. Right? And I went and got, uh, I went and worked uh, for the state uh, in mental health. Right? Mm-hmm. I became uh, a doctor assistant for uh, prisons in Delaware. Prison in jail in Delaware is the same thing. I was actually one of the first people that was ever in jail that came out and then worked at jail because typically mm-hmm. you don't get approved for that. Um, uh, but I, I wasn't in jail in Delaware. Oh, that was before I got here. So, uh, when I got back into entrepreneurship, I understood some things. Yep. Some things I didn't understand when I first got in it. All right. So rather than I would just say grind, 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 grind. Right. Uh, now I'm like, all right, let's get in depth on who's the person that you solve the problem for. Who yep. are they? Mm-hmm. What are they about? What is their biggest fear? What is their biggest stress? Right. Like what, what, what keeps them up at night? What wakes them up in the morning? What makes them get out of bed? What makes them hit the snooze button? Like, let's know this person. I'm not talking demographics. I'm talking psychographics, right? Yep, yep. And then even one step further, uh, I call the self-discovery part. What is their true identity? What do they see themselves as? Right? What state are they in? Because the state is what you transform. Mm-hmm. All right? 
And then what's their why? What's important to them? When we can understand those three things and understand the psychographics of them, demographics come. I, uh, everybody gets mad at me. I call demographics the caveman's philosophy. Yeah. Like, yes, we still can start a fire. We don't have to do it to cook every meal. Right. All right. So uh, the psychographics and the self-discovery part, I think is more important, my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can we understand that to the nth degree, right? And so then when we get that part and we understand what we do to them and it's the twofold, right? Because we do something that's logical for them, right? Yep. And, and that's, that's what makes people, that, that's what I'm going to tell you why I bought. Well, I bought because I really felt like it would take me to the next level of my job, right? And it's yep. like, all right, <laughs> and that, that's cool. Thank you, right? And then it's that undersurface that we do where it's the, where it's the, the transformation of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. State yep. and the status, right? Those two things that transform. And when we can craft a message that makes that make sense to the person in here, but also, and in here, and also out here, mm-hmm. then they'll be more willing to buy from us, right? It'll take less touches and more willing to, it'll be more opportunity to show your authority, create trust, trust, and likability, mm-hmm. right? Um, when we have those two things, we can craft a message directly to our person, right? When we do that, then we, then all we have to do is find out where they are, Right. What uh, kills me about people in business, one of the first things they do is spend $5,000 on a website. Yeah. I'm like, for <laughs> what? Who's going to it? Yeah, right? no like, I remember the first website I had. Yeah, the first day I had four people. I was like, oh my God, we're killing it. Next day we had two people. I learned one was me and the other one was my mom. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> right? My mom's not going to buy from me. <laughs> right. So, right. Uh, so I was like, so people will spend all this money on websites and funnels and then like, and I'm not knocking websites and funnels, but there's a time and place for everything. Yes. Right. right. The first thing you don't, the first thing you don't need is a funnel. Right. right? The, one of the first things you don't need is a website. Nope. Right. Um, it's great. And, li- and the best was I, I made a bet with someone because I'm a, I'm a gambling man. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, and it was I couldn't use my email list. I couldn't use a website. I couldn't have any endorsements. Right. I, all I could use was things that were free, handy and by me. Mm-hmm. All right. I couldn't I couldn't even make a site. I couldn't do anything. And I had to sell this course. Right. And it took me 30 days to set it up that what the process I was going to use to do it. And then within the next 30 days, we had a six figure course. Wow. And they were like, what the hell? Like you, you, you had like, they gave me like a year to do it. We did it in, in 60 days. And I said, only 30 days of actually selling 30 mm-hmm. days of building. All right. And they were like, how'd you do that? I said, I knew I went through my who and what mm-hmm. I went to where my people were. And yep. said, hey, right, started building relationships, building connections, letting them know I can help them and serve them, bringing them to my profile. Then on my profile, I'm going ham about things I can do, mm-hmm. right? And then reverse engineer, I'm not DMing anybody. They're DM me, yeah, right? Like, do I really want this? How do I get it, right? Like, all right, cool, right? And I just did that over and over. And as I saw the sales, right, mm-hmm. then you see, um, I would say this, if your close rate is extremely high, your price is extremely low. Yep, 100%. Right? 100%. Like, uh, yeah, so, someone told me, I have a 92 close rate. I was like, you should raise the price. Right? I was like, you're about 42% high. Like, you're about 42% low in your price then, right? And um, it's it's funny because I was that guy once. I was like, dude, I'm the best closer in the room. And I closed like 95%. Some old head was like, yeah, uh, you'll probably be the brokest one in the room too. You're selling your way too low. <laughs> right? I was like, damn. Right? Yep. It, was a, it was a hell of a realization moment, right? And uh, so it, and that's all we did. So if I was to tell someone now, from what I know, Mm -hmm. it would be, yo, build this foundation, take, I know it's hard because you just want to go out there and get out there and get there, get to people, get to people, build a foundation, really make sure that makes sense all the way through, Mm -hmm. right? Test it, see what the objections are, put that back into your thing and then go ham and where your people are, find them, bring them to you, find them, bring them to you, build that relationship. Uh, you can use the Dream 100 philosophy or the Pure 100 philosophy. Either one of those will work for this. And then uh, and then keep pumping it out to them on your page of how what you solve and how you solve. Educate. Don't teach. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, educate the problem. You're, you're going to stir up every one of us, different places, different things, same feelings. Mm-hmm. Right? We feel stress. We feel fear. Right? Like we worry. Right? We all have that. If you can take that away from somebody. All right. If you can immediately, when they sign that paper, make them take that deep breath. Yep. All right. Uh, they're yours. Now deliver. All right. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what I would say. If we if we had to go from day one, I would say reverse what you're typically taught. 
because I was taught go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And I didn't develop. And I would be take 10, 15 days develop and then, and then run. Right. And uh, when you do that, typically it'll, it'll go faster and further than if you just go running. Yeah. No. And I love that because you did, you hit a lot of really good points. You know, you're talking about content marketing. You're talking about relationship, building the value, sharing your story, being authentic, making sure that they're, you know, connecting with you on it. And then after that, you said something, you said it real quickly, but I want people to hear it. After you sell them something, give them what you said you're going to give them and make sure it works. He said that if you don't do that, everything else falls apart. So yeah, no, I commend you on that. Cause like, yeah, that's just, yeah. He just gave you the secret. If you follow this, it will work. Like, we, we, we were talking earlier, success is boring. Right. It's doing the right process. There it is. There's your $100,000 idea. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, and no, but seriously, take that as a compliment because like you have, like people, people make it too hard. They make it too hard where they think I have to, like I, when I was first in sales, I was the outwork guy. I might not have been the best closer, but I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outtalk you. I'm going to outcall you, whatever. And I just finally got to the point where this is bullshit. I want it just to like help people make it work. So yeah, no, I appreciate that for sure, my friend. Oh yeah, brother. Oh yeah. And, and no longer, when I say deliver, and, and I know this is your philosophy because I saw some of your posts and also one of your videos kind of said this a little bit. When I say deliver, it doesn't mean give what you said. It means give more. Right. It's it's uh, I used to have this thing. Uh, they were like, Mike, you set the bar so low that you can clear that thing in street shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right. Right. Like, I'm going to clear that thing by a lot because then they're going to be like, wow, look at this guy. Right. It's uh, it was funny. I, I did really bad in school. Like I, I literally failed third grade. But um, it was at one point in school, uh, I I barely passed, right? Like it was, my thing wasn't what rank were you? My thing was, I got the same paper as you, so we're cool, mm-hmm. right? It was like the last one to graduate doctor school is called doctor, right? Um, just like the first one, um, the uh, which is scary as shit, by the way. But uh, <laughs> yes. right? and I'm like, oh man, right? Uh, but it was, my thing was just graduate, just graduate. So it's funny, I did really good on my SATs. Really, well. mm-hmm. like I, I crushed my SATs. And everybody freaked out in the school, right? And the second person in the SATs, was the one that won Val Victoria, mm-hmm. right? And it was hilarious because they gave that one no credit. No love was shared towards that person. They expected it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And for me, they didn't expect Jack. So they were like, oh, my God, great job, right? And it was funny. I used to coach basketball a lot. I'm a big mm-hmm. basketball junkie. Awesome. Um, and uh, I'm a baseball fan, too. You said watch baseball. I'm a baseball yeah. fan, too. But unfortunately, all my teams suck. So it's like typically it's disappointing. I'm, I'm a Lions fan, so you know how well my teams okay. do. I am a Rangers we'll a, fan. We'll I live in Texas, but yeah, yeah. My football team, right. we've never made the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, we'll get along. All right. We, we have no Super Bowl wins. So I'm 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 me and you are cool. Um I, I used to coach basketball, and, and when I coached, I would always do the same thing every time. I would go to a school that never wanted me. Mm-hmm. And right, and every uh I only had one losing record as a head coach. Oh wow. All right. And uh I would always do the same thing. It would be five or six years. And then we would, we would come in like second, the conference and make the state tournament. And people would be like, man, it was a tough year. We only came in second. And at that point I would leave. Mm-hmm. Cause I said, we, we stopped appreciating doing good. Right. We yeah. expected it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never wanted to be part of something that made it like everybody else was easy and we should just be doing this anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I would literally just bounce from five or six years, go to another school, five or six years, go to another, just because I, I never wanted to have the culture where we took this for granted because it's extremely hard. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't ever, uh, so I don't ever want to be part of that in here too, because life is hard. Yep. Right. Like I, I wish it wasn't, um, I wish we could take it away, but the, the key to know life is hard, but life is hard either, either way. Mm-hmm. All right. 100%. Do nothing. Life's going to be hard. Do everything. Life's going to be hard. And if that's the case, we might as well try to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. We might as well chase our dreams. We might as well do the things we need to do. We might as well build stuff. Yeah. 100%. We're going to have better stories at the end. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I always joke with people. I want to be the old dude by the fire telling the stories. You know, like you see in the movies and all, there's that old storyteller. That's who I am. Like, I have a fire pit. I sit out by it, and I just picture myself. <laughs> At the end of my days, tell my grandkids, yeah, I went and did this. That, to me, would be success. <laughs> I already grew the beard, brother. Yep, yep, you did. <laughs> I, my wife does not like the beard, so that's why I don't have the beard. So, happy wife in that one. I, I, I've given given up on that. I no, actually had a goatee when we got married, but. Now oh. it, I keep shaving. It's all good. <laughs> she should have told me that like a couple of years ago before I got divorced. Maybe if I shaved. No, I'm no, no. It, life happens. Man. Life happens. Right, I'm sure right, there's a lot more involved than just me shaving. I wish it was just me shaving. <laughs> right? And it would be easy. <laughs> yeah, if it was just me shave, we're good, man. That you shave twice a day. That. You know, I bet you you could sell that. The secret to a happy marriage, just shave. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I think someone actually did. It's every every, did. Uh, every razor commercial is a relationship commercial because you see them shaving and then they walk out and they're jacked in their suit and they're hugging some girl that's yep. rubbing his face and kissing them. I'm like, bastards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it wouldn't work for me because I like I grows back really quick and yeah. I'm <laughs> That's awesome. I used to, uh, I used to uh, say, um, you ever have a girl walk up to you and go, wow, nice shave? Like, nope. No, right. I have had a woman walk up to me and say, wow, nice beard. Yep, yep that's true. <laughs> they used to be my big comeback for people coming out to shave. <laughs> no, that's Now no awesome. one cares. <laughs> I got you. So, Michael, where can people find you at? I know you have events coming up. Uh, your next one is in about a week, isn't it? Yeah, like a week and two days, some yeah. nine days. Yeah, where can people find you, connect with your community, connect with your team? All right. Um, so I'm an open book, brother. My my literal, like my literal number, not some BS SMS service, mm-hmm. all right, that I tell people is you'll get direct text messages from me. No, my literal phone number and email address are posted everywhere because my thing is to commit suicide, people normally have three things. They feel isolated, like they're completely alone. I feel like a burden, like their problems are making other people's problems. And then the ability to harm yourself beyond repair, which is the hardest one to get because we're wired differently. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't do anything about the last one, but I can right. do some of the first two. Right. So it's why I always say it's up to us. We're better together. You're not alone. Right. It's because you're not, you're, I'm always available. There are people that literally call me in the middle of the night. They never spent a dime with me. They talk to me about life or talking about a problem and I will answer and we will talk. Right, because you're not alone, you're not a burden to me. I'd rather you be here because there's a point. There's a point for you being here. There's a purpose. I want you to fulfill that purpose because the more you do, the better off we all are. Yeah. All right. So you can find me. My number and email are posted. I would definitely recommend finding me on social media. Uh, Michael Faber on Facebook. I'm either Michael Faber or the coach Mike Faber anywhere. Uh, there's another Michael Faber running around out there trying to take my name everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so place that he got it, I switched it. Uh, but, uh, so you can find me, I'm on every social media site, but the one I'm most active on or most attentive to is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely reach out, send me a friend request, send me a message. Let's chit chat. Let's talk not alone. Uh, I'll sit there and talk to you about real life. I'll sit there and talk to you about sports. I'll sit there and talk to you about business, whatever you want. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I love your heart. I want to commend you for that because Thanks, just getting to know you here in this little bit that we've gotten to talk. I can see through you. It's just that you have a genuine heart and caring for people, which is rare, especially in the entrepreneurial space, because again, it just is what it is, but we need to change that. We need more Michael favors. We need more people that are, you know, reaching out, helping people, you know, reach their dreams, not just selling them the holy water. As I call it. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely. And listen, man, you inspire me. So I'm only as good as you. No, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. It, it's, yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate you. And for everyone that's listening, if you know someone that needs to hear this message, send it to three friends, send it directly to them. You can share it on your Facebook, you can share it on your Instagram. That's great. Love that. But send it directly to people that might need to hear this message. And until next time, love yourself, love others, be kind, and have a blessed day.